Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Anti-Semitism in Canada. We've seen it on the streets. We've heard it. All of us. And it's incumbent on all of us to not accept this. Now, the Premier mentioned campuses, university campuses. There's a university professor in British Columbia, Natalie Knight, who spoke at a pro-Hamas rally in Vancouver. Her quote that is making the rounds is, this is how she described the Hamas terrorism and barbarism on October the 7th. Quote, the amazing, brilliant offensive waged on October 7th. Professor Natalie Knight. Ambassador Vivian Berkovich joins me, Canada's former ambassador to Israel. Her website is stateoftelaviv.com, stateoftelaviv.com. Ambassador, when you hear that, when you know that a, a university press professor gets up on a pro-Hamas rally, just that alone is deeply disturbing. What's your, re- what's your reaction Um, horrified. Horror. And uh, what's even more horrifying is that Professor Natalie Knight seems to have a lot of company in Canada, a lot of support. And what's even more horrifying than that is that law enforcement and federal or federal government in particular but also provincial governments seem okay with it. Like we're just sort of sitting here watching this madness unfurl around us. It's explicit criminal code hate speech. It's incitement to hate. There has been, um, you know, there have been many examples of Jewish people being physically assaulted threatened online and in person. Jewish businesses have been vandalized and targeted with riots and demonstrations. And it just seems to be nobody really seems to think this is a problem. The whole thing is just so beyond surreal. I don't know how else to put it. Um, I was on... uh... My my colleague Greg Brady's show on AM640 in Toronto mm. a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I received an email, and I'm not going to identify the, uh, the person who wrote it other than to say her first name is Nancy. And she wrote, in part, and Brian Pacifium of the National Post was with us. And mm. she wrote, uh, I found your conversation with Brian Pacifium to be very interesting. I agree with his thinking that we're going to have a night of the broken glass here in Canada. I don't understand why all levels of government and the mainstream media are avoiding this topic. I'm not religious at all. However, my father was Jewish, and that is very much a part of my ethnicity. Then she mentions the city that she lives in. I'm not going to mention it because I don't want in any way to connect her or have somebody identify who she might be. But she says, she writes, uh, unless I know someone fairly well, um, 
I don't mention it, that she's Jewish. I haven't worn a Star of David in over 25 years because I don't trust people. The Jew hate mm -hmm. has been for around for many years. We've allowed it to fester, and I believe we're going to pay for it. Uh, people need to understand that most of what's going on in Israel isn't about Israel, but about Jew hate. It is here, mm -hmm. and it is ugly. Yours, Nancy. Mm -hmm. I could well, probably get I could probably get a thousand emails like that. No, uh, probably tens of thousands uh, today. And you know, I have to say that, of course, Jewish people, Jewish Canadians, we feel it very acutely because uh, we are targeted. I mean, even if we just go out for you know an innocent walk or go into a store, it would shock you how frequently. Um, we're asked if we're Jewish. I never used to be asked if I'm Jewish. Um, how we make a point of not speaking about certain things in public, walking down the street, um, because we're afraid. <laughs> and we're afraid for good reason. Um, I mean, the notion that Canada is a great country, and I've lived here most of my life and grew up here, uh, but the notion that Canada was not anti-Semitic at all is um, just not true. But what we are seeing now is a very different kind of mutation. And um, a lot of it has been imported. A lot of it is Muslim extremism. Um, and then, you know, it kind of converges with this very toxic, um, you know, woke intersectional culture that's just taken root everywhere, including in academia. And when you were watching it, we're watching it happen. Social media and is the, the gasoline poured on the fire and it's just going crazy. Um, one of the things that's very different now from the anti-Semitism that I grew up with is the, um, the belief and the open expression um, of the fact that Israel is a criminal genocidal state that must be annihilated. I mean, these are really, really extreme comments. We don't tolerate that kind of discussion about any other country in the world, and there are a lot that I suggest are much more deserving. Um, and we know that when these people talk about Israel and annihilating Israel, they are talking about Jews. And we know that because we see it in our streets today. They're targeting Jewish schools. They're targeting Jewish people. They're targeting Jewish institutions. They're targeting Jewish homes. Um, they're not targeting Israel. They're targeting Jews. And to have our authorities just kind of stand around and really do nothing um, is incredible. Like nothing. I was just reading, you know, half hour or so ago, um, the Toronto police put out a tweet and said, gee, you know, it was kind of kind of intense yesterday, but, you know, it was pretty peaceful overall and no arrests were made. And and I responded to them like, what are you talking about? It wasn't peaceful. Bay Street was full of, of I don't know how many and we're in the crowd, tens of thousands, maybe chanting for the destruction of Israel. They went on a, you know, kind of rampage uh, to several branches of Aroma, the coffee shop, because it's Israeli and Jewish owned. They've targeted Lanver, another uh, Jewish owned shop. There are others I know that uh, haven't made the news yet that are on their list. 
they vandalize them, they threaten patrons. I mean, this is not lawful conduct. Calling for the destruction and annihilation of Jews and Israel is hate speech. It's incitement to hatred under the criminal code. And nobody is doing anything. Sure. And then there are other examples in other cities. There's, an, there's another example from Montreal yesterday. I mean, I'm sure you've seen all the same stuff that I have. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't seem to bother people. And all, something else that's very disturbing is we have, I think, close to 2 million Muslim Canadians. I don't know how many are citizens, but there's a Muslim population in Canada of close to 2 million. It's my understanding. Maybe I missed it, but I have not heard a single condemnation of this conduct from a single uh, Muslim spiritual leader, community organization, politician, nothing. Why? Our prime minister is effectively silent. Silent. And, you know, both he and anyone in his caucus who dares to speak out, I can only imagine the strictures they're under these days, you know, they put out these innocuous comments, uh, you know, the most recent of the prime ministers, and I'm going to read it because there were, you know, riots yesterday, or not riots, demonstrations on Parliament Hill, again, calling for the annihilation of Israel and, you know, basic murder of Jews. And, and uh, you know, he just goes, all he needs is a swastika flag, and then he just goes apoplectic. So he tweets this hours later. When we see or hear hateful language and imagery, we must condemn it. The display of a swastika by an individual on Parliament Hill is unacceptable. Canadians have the right to assemble peacefully, but we cannot tolerate anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, or hate of any kind. Why is he talking about Islamophobia when Canadian streets are full of virulent calls for the destruction of Israel and attacks on Jews and attacks on Jewish-owned businesses. Yeah, I saw that Why? tweet. I saw that. Right? Yeah. What am I missing here? You know, I went and looked at his, uh, at his Twitter feed yesterday. Mm. I went back a number of days just to see if yeah. there was something there where he actually mm-hmm. said something of significance about the anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the fear that is being infused into Jewish Canadians, Jewish Canadian mm-hmm. families, multi-generational families. I saw nothing. I saw absolutely nothing. There's a lot of I, me, I, me, I, me, I did this, I'm doing that, me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. It, but, but I saw nothing for, I went back about four or five days. He did, he did uh, tweet about... Um, uh, in 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 an abstract way, but it wasn't. I sat down and I'm decided and I'm determined that we will protect the Jewish community in this country and use the law to do it, like they did in New York State. Cornell, here's a here's a here's a headline from Forbes. Uh, .com, business section. Cornell student arrested over posts threatening Jewish students on campus. They arrested a 21-year-old student because he made threats online against Jewish students, and he's now facing criminal charges, serious criminal charges. He could end up in prison, and I doubt he's going to have much of a career going forward. That's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, and we're starting to see a lot of real activism from alumni in the U.S. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Bill Ackman, uh, you know, huge um, hedge fund um, businessman based in New York, Harvard alum, uh, he just put out a scathing, very long letter on Twitter today addressed to the president of Harvard. Um, in, in And law firms in the States have become very active, basically saying, all of you law schools that tolerate this kind of, you know, conduct, we're not hiring. We're not yeah. just not hiring from you. I saw that. But we don't see the same. We don't see the same kind of, um, uh, you know, power and confidence here. And there are many reasons for that. There are many differences between the Canadian and American Jewish communities. But I want to pick up on there are a couple of other things that are really important to bear in mind. Uh, I'm quite certain that from the very beginning, our prime minister has not once referred to the Hamas savagery as war crimes. Um, although he just loves to remind Israel constantly of their obligation, you know, not to um, commit war crimes. And um, he apparently did so again yesterday in a readout he, his office provided of a conversation with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, you know, we support your right to defend yourself, but remember, Justin Trudeau wagging his finger, no war crimes. I mean, I'm not going to get into the details of what's happened and how it's happened and as it's happened, but what I did tweet back to him was, Prime Minister, what you should have been doing from day one was calling Hamas out for savagery and war crimes, working with the international community to evacuate citizens from the north, as Israel has been trying to do for three weeks. And, you know, when you talk, and he hasn't done any of that, and, you know, now his big thing is he's going to be the big hero and he's championing humanitarian causes. Although he can't even keep his words straight because half the time he sees, I mean, he wants ceasefire, right? But he realizes now, okay, that's not cool. He can't say that because ceasefire basically means, you know, Israel surrenders. But, you know, and he says, oh, and I also addressed humanitarian pauses with Netanyahu. Right. You know, it's all over the global press that uh, about 50% of the people leaving or trying to leave the Gaza Strip in these humanitarian convoys are wounded Hamas fighters. They're known Hamas, and Egypt's not letting them in. I mean, if we're going to be doing humanitarian convoys, let's at least make sure they're humanitarian. Let's also not let in um, fuel and weapons, which Hamas has tried to smuggle in the other way. So he has this very bizarre understanding of what's actually going on. He has not once, again, unless I've missed it, he has not, which I think is highly unlikely, he has, he's quick to upbraid Israel. He has not once upbraided Hamas in nearly the same language. Um, he does not refer to them as a terrorist organization, even though they are listed as a terrorist organization. The other day we had um, the Supreme Leader of Iran just, you know, rapturous talking about the IRGC, their military, their elite military arm, and how triumphant they were and helping Hamas and working with Hamas. And isn't this great? I mean, Justin Trudeau's government has refused to list the IRGC. They did it again last week as a terrorist. Uh, Ambassador, Ambassador, I'm sorry to do this, but we always yeah. run up against a, a finite amount of time that we have for any segment, and, and we've done it. I thank you for coming on the program, uh, Ambassador Berkovich. Uh, stateoftelaviv.com is your website, stateoftelaviv.com. 
uh, photo essays thank and uh, and and uh, commentaries there stateoftelaviv.com we'll talk again ambassador thank you for joining us today thank you so much for having me if you want to hear more subscribe to the roy green show on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you find your favorites and if you like what you hear leave us a review and tell a friend i'm roy green have a great weekend